Welcome to episode 148 of Courtside Indiana podcast. Jim Reamer joined again this week with by Kyler Staley. Kyler, how was our day yesterday? Did we do did we do okay? I think we did okay for the most part. Um <laughs> had some hiccups, you know, throughout the day, but you know, I think for the most part, I think we did all right. Yeah, this is I probably need to get one other person in, not only just for the set of eyes, but also to get one guy on each side of the building aside from myself. So that would obviously you'd be one of them and then somebody else would be the other. Probably need to get one more person involved. I don't know who that would be, but we're going to try and find out this week because it wouldn't be bad to get another set of eyes too. Cause that's, I, mean, I think that's something we'll talk a little bit more as we get on to talking about some of the kids we saw yesterday. Uh, two coaches didn't show up. Two referees didn't show up. That doesn't even get to the part of where I screwed up the evening block of officials where I misread a text and assumed somebody was coming and he didn't show up. Of course, that one was on me. So then we had two courts at the end that had one official. I mean, it's not the first time that's, that's happened. Um, but it's, you know, the, the, the two coaches not showing up are the biggest screw ups, right? Because next thing you know, I've got a, one of them had two teams and just the, I don't know. I don't know why you commit to something. We're not going to spend the whole podcast complaining about this stuff, but sort of getting out of the way. I don't know why you commit to something and then literally just not show up. Well, with, with, uh, with the coach with the coach not showing up, I had to make my head coaching debut. There you go. <laughs> didn't, didn't do too hot, though. I mean, well, we kept it close my first two games, but uh, we ended up dropping 0-4. Yeah. And I probably needed to do a better job of, especially at the younger grades, keeping the already formed teams together, and then giving the giving those other teams that we just we put that we put together for the league to um, gel a little bit. Yeah, that that's how my last group was. Uh, my first group was really good because I had some guys from Lordsville. Know South Ripley and those kind of guys mm-hmm. area yeah. like they were really good. I liked coaching them. They were smart too. But um, that last you know group that I had, you know, I, they were just a bunch of randoms kind of put together. You know, not from the same area. Right. That's um, that's the nature that used to be the complete nature of the league. And we started taking teams and and that that makes some things easier. Makes some things a little bit more of a challenge. Like we don't you know we still had five teams that didn't submit their roster right away. So there were some teams we didn't know how to place. And so there's probably a couple of probably a couple of uh, outcomes there where where there might be a blah. But I, I think at the end of the day, too, you know, we had and I'm not complaining, but I just show the nature of the league. Of, you know, we had one parent going into the league, going into the weekend come, or I'm sorry, we had one parent after the games message in the message saying that they they didn't think the pool that he was in was competitive enough for him. Well, they, they got beat one game by 20. <laughs> and, and as best I tell, said player was just okay as far as production wise. I mean, it's it's hard, you know, it's hard to say when you're not really watching all the games. But in, in the first week, we don't get a chance to watch as much. That's we'll get a chance to watch more as the league goes on. Um, but but it did. I think it slowed down a little bit. At least those last games, we had the coaching part figured out because obviously you could take a team and. And uh, Coach Calhoun from Riverside High School, who's the new head coach there, has coached with me in the past. He he took his assistant. He one of his assistants couldn't make it, so he took a team. But that wasn't the assistant. 
that wasn't the guy that just didn't show up. The the teams you had were the one guy that just didn't show up. So, yeah, which was fine. I enjoyed the, touching those kids. And the other team, we're lucky that two of the two of the dads are high school coaches. So that was one of them is a current high school coach. The other one is a assist is a former assistant high school coach. So that was decent good fortune. We we you know we get it covered, and that's that's how we do it. So. Um, all in all, I thought the play was pretty good. Um, I know my two games got a little ragged, but they we scored in the nineties in both games. Yeah. <laughs> normally we're not doing. I mean, normally they're not doing that, and they're, they, these dudes talk act like they're gassed, and they probably were. So we, <laughs> we should have good. A, we should have a full. We should have a full boat next week. We we got two guys that weren't there this week that we'll get back from get back from fall break so it's Braylon Mullins and Cooper Bean will be we won't lack sh- shooting that's for sure no I mean yeah, your team was fun I I really enjoyed watching all those guys Preston Roberts and Jermaine Coleman and all those guys I really enjoyed watching them yeah they moved the ball well they moved the ball well and they're it's um you know just the even the kids you know the kids that don't obviously some of those guys play together from the AAU so they know each other but but the, by, by now they all know each other you know, and they all know, within a certain degree of of doubt, that that um, what others can do that they don't normally play with, and if, and if they didn't, they figured it out pretty quickly. Um, but we'll talk more about that after we get through the recruiting updates, and that's what we're going to do right now. Not a very busy week. What was it last week? Did we have like a ton? It was either I know two weeks ago we did I don't know yeah, if last two weeks week. ago it was yeah two yeah. weeks ago it was a ton and last week it was normal and then this week it's just three three notes Chase Thanks, Kuzma yeah all three seniors on this update Chase Kuzma from uh, senior guard from uh, Hanover Central received an offer from Rose Holman AJ Dunn from Yorktown High School received an offer from Manchester and then Jake Davis who we said from the beginning. Or at least from very early on, when we really started to focus, you know, the, you know, you start getting offers thrown at the class of twenty twenty three. Jake Davis said at least a low D one guy, and that's exactly what happened. He ends up at Mercer, commits over the weekend to um, school down in Georgia. Of course, their head coach Greg Gary is a um, Indiana native. He played at Anderson Highland, graduated uh, in nineteen eighty eight. Outstanding high school player, former assistant at Purdue. And took the head job down there what two years ago, somewhere and, something around that. Yeah, yeah. I think and I think Jake's going to have Jake's going to have a good career. He's going to do the things he does for Cathedral is going to be what he does in, in college. I would think at any level of college he would have gone to, he would have done the exact same thing, and maybe no more, maybe no more, maybe no less. I mean, definitely no less, and maybe no more. Like he could have gone the crossroads leagues and probably been a kid that averaged ten points you know six seven rebounds and you know be a be a versatile defender and you know be a um be a ball mover and also a guy who can stretch the floor uh so it'll, and I, I think he can do those things at mercer i don't know that he would do any more at, at a lower level but i think he'll be able to do those things at mercer certainly maybe not right away but but you know he'll get stronger and he'll get a little quicker and and I think he'll be able to do those exact things at, at Mercer that he's doing at Cathedral, and he'll be an important piece to a team that has a chance to win games. 
yeah, just a great, great spot for him, you know, and I, I really like that he was able to commit before the basketball season got started with, so he didn't have to worry about that um, yeah. heading into that, and he can just focus on the senior year and, you know, trying to get Cathedral to win another state championship. But, uh, you know, what we talked about, low division one guy, I agree with you. I think he's going to have a great college career. I think that's just a perfect spot for him at that level. Yeah, and, and um, dang on it, my brain. I, you said something there that I want I want to expand on. And I can't remember what it is now. It went, Committing it very, before the season. Yeah, that yeah, that's a good point. Yes, that's exactly what it was. I, I I think it's it's best to commit before the season. I think you get situations where you wait to go into the school season expecting your recruiting to jump and and sometimes it does but then even in, in those situations where it does it doesn't necessarily mean it's a great fit you know those schools that are recruiting that late typically are recruiting out of i don't know desperation or out of not getting exactly who they wanted to begin with uh, right. you know and and typically they if they get kids late they're going to start over recruiting them the instant they get them typically uh but you know and, and sometimes they and sometimes they genuinely don't get a, a kid that they want. And then they they do learn more about a kid or they see something in a kid that they didn't normally think of, you know, would be a, would be a great fit. And a lot of that has way to, much to do with physical maturation than it than it does about what they think of their current skill set. So it's um, I, again, I am much more comfortable with kids committing before their before their senior year, their senior season than I am for them just like holding off. Now, if you don't have great options or you don't have any options, that's different. But I don't like seeing guys all that often push away opportunities thinking that they're going to get something bigger. And I, I got a couple of kids that are going through that now. And and one of them I'm definitely recommending a, a prep school and like after, you know, a post-grad year. Um, and the other one I think is, I'm not going to say names, the other one I think has got himself a couple of nice offers and uh, I know specifically one of his visits went extremely well, and I'd like to see him take it. But he wants – I think his disposition two weeks ago was to go into the school season, and, and, that, and that's fine. Um, I don't have to agree with everything. <laughs> that's, that's the best part about this world. Nobody yeah, and, he, and, he may get, and he may get <laughs> – you know, he may end up with what he wants. But I think he's got some a couple of good offers right now, and I'd like to see him jump on one of them. But. Yeah, I'm just, just looking at the 23 class, you know, with Jake Davis committing, you know, still very few guys left that are uncommitted, especially, you know, in the higher-ups right there. I mean, Joey Brown, Jalen Hooks, Jermaine Coleman, those guys right there just jump off. Um, top of my head is still uncommitted. You said a name there I'm going to talk about later. <laughs> All right, man, the fall, league, the fall league. Four weeks of content. We saw some good stuff. I thought uh, – I don't know how much you got a chance to actually watch. I think you got to watch maybe more than I did. Uh, but at the same time, I was able to sit down and watch. As the day went on, I got a little bit more time to myself to watch. And then the, the two games that I'm coaching is the, the only two two hours of the day where I'm basically uninterrupted and get a, get a chance to see, obviously, the kids that I'm coaching and get a, get a chance to see the kids that I'm playing against. And, and um, so that's some of my – some of my observations will be based on that, but, but who, who was probably the biggest standout that you saw? And again, we're, we're doing, look for those who would listen and those who are like, well, my kid did this, my kid did that. We two sets of eyes, 
and, and a couple of coaches that are con- you know that might comment on the side about who played well. That's it. We don't have the ability to absorb every minute of every game. Um, even if we were a little bit more strategically camped out, there's still more basketball than can be absorbed uh, to to any sort of huge value in terms of everybody. I mean, it's it's sort of, you know, we get large blocks of time to watch games. We'll get to watch more as the league goes on. And that's why what's one of the nice things about a four-week league is that they get other opportunities to be seen. It's not just, hey, you have a bad day or, you know, hey, you didn't get seen this week. You know, I, I know I'll make it a point to see teams later in the league that I haven't had a chance to see yet. And so, you know, hopefully at the end of the day, we get a chance to touch on at least a little bit on every team. Um, but, but you know, and, and sometimes it's timing. And I'm, I'm going to have an example of that here in a minute too. But go ahead. Who was someone you saw? You know, kids you saw, who is there somebody, anybody that just stood out as like, that's the best performance I saw today? You know, I, I might steal this guy from you, but I'm going to go with Preston Roberts, in my opinion. I thought yeah. by far the teams, the games that I was able to watch when I wasn't coaching, um, I thought he was just so impressive, so explosive. You know, in both games, I thought, I mean, I don't know how many dunks he had, but it felt like every time I was looking over, there was a fast break dunk. Um, on there but uh you know just for this performance I've always been kind of back and forth where I see him like at the college level wise but I don't know I think I'm starting to think that he's really a low division one guy at this point um I just thought he was excellent in both games you know athletically he is I I, it's and he shot the ball very well the first game yes second game he he couldn't buy back he couldn't buy an outside shot and that's and that's the story of of his that's what it's been. You know, it's it's not fully consistent yet. Thought his ball handling was good yesterday. I I think he was a victim this spring and summer of just play with a lot of weird basketballs. You know, and, and if it really does make a difference. We every every event we play in, it's like there's a some sort of ball they're pushing. And it's no different than Under Armour, Nike, or Adidas, and, and none of those basketballs there's nothing better than a like a worked in Wilson basketball, you know, a worked nothing in better. Spalding basketball. These Nike balls, these Adidas balls, these Under Armour balls, these whatever brand of basketball that there is, these other brands, they're not great basketballs, and and it does make a difference. And sometimes they're not pumped up enough. I mean, and what it does mean is is that. Uh, for a kid who's hindered by that, that means he needs to get work on his ball handling more. You know, but but then he handled the ball extremely well yesterday. Well, those basketballs were pumped up, and you know, <laughs> and we use you know those those were my basketballs. So, and I know that's pretty. And that might be a lame excuse, but I mean, he does. He's a kid that needs to improve his ball handling. Um, he doesn't necessarily get a great opportunity to handle the ball during the school season um, with just a number of other guards that Noblesville plays. And, and he is their strongest defender, like physically, not just necessarily their best defender, but he's definitely their strongest defender. So he's always guarding the other team's big man. But he he was good yesterday. Again, he shot the ball very well the first game. And, um, you know, then the second game he struggled, but but he played hard. He did, yes. Energy was there. Yeah. No doubt. You know, I didn't see 
like there wasn't just one like stud performance. We've had we've had times where somebody will go off like at a 40 or 50 point game. Um can't remember who that was two years ago at Fisher. Somebody had a 50 point game. And I don't remember who it was. We talked about it. I know that much. Um was was a couple like years a, ago. Yeah, Fishers. It was an and it was a name. It was somebody that we knew, you know, we already knew was good, but I'm trying to think who that would be. I think some of the guys I've mentioning are there are a couple of kids I've not seen before. Um, but I'll, I'll just start here. the The guy that I I was I was pleased to see Jalen Hooks play. Yeah, me too. It's nice, that, it's nice that he's back in Indiana. It's nice that he is. He played hard yesterday. Uh, I don't think the team he was on. He was a late comer to the league, so the the team dynamic that you know it was a group of guys that were individual registrations. Um. And, you know, we, those guys got thrown to the fire a little bit. And they were competitive. They were competitive. And as the league goes on, they'll be more competitive. Uh, but he was, um, he looked pretty, he looked pretty fluid. He shot the ball decently well. But you can tell, still tell there's some rust in his game because he really hasn't played a lot of basketball for two years. He's been injured. Uh, they, he told me, I don't think I'm breaking his confidence here, but he, told me that once he got out to Donda and he started having some pain in his knee, which is the knee that he injured, they did an MRI and there were still five little micro tears that hadn't fully healed. Wow. wow. And plan A was to have another surgery, which I don't think he wanted to do. Plan B was just to let it heal and see how long it would take. And I mean, it effectively cost him the rest of that year. So here's a kid that hasn't played a lot of basketball in two years. He, when he did get, when he did tear his ACL, he came back, or not tear his ACL, but he's, he's, yeah, maybe he did. I can't remember if he's just had a very bad, like, knee sprain, bone bruise, or, um, but he came back too soon. Yeah, it definitely wasn't an ACL tear. He came back too soon and was really gimpy the summer before his junior year. And it really hurt his recruiting. And again, not playing during this, his, his junior school season. You know, it's also hurt his recruiting, but it's nice seeing him play again. He was energetic, unselfish kid. Uh, he's he's playing with a couple of other Warren Central kids on his team, so they were they were fun to watch and and you know it was good to see him play. So he was it was that's that's where I'm starting with this. But the rest of my guys are probably going to be dudes that I thought had really good motors. <laughs> <laughs> there's a Go lot ahead. of those guys out there. There there was yeah. Well, there's just. Look, there's a lot of good performances. Um, a lot of good performances yesterday. No, in my mind, I even went back and reviewed some of the score sheets. No one just had like a huge game. Or if they, or if they did have a bigger game, their team got beat. One of them was, <laughs> one of them, well, no, one of them was not against us. Yeah, no, one of them was against us. Yeah, but go, go ahead with another name. You, we roll off. So. The um, I'm just gonna th- <clears throat> three guys that I coached. Um, yeah, for a game, so they're 2020. Well, two of them are 2025s, the other one's actually 2027. But uh, I'll start off with Cole Henry, uh, 2025 South Ripley, uh, power forward, about six yeah. five, I would say. Um, <laughs> you talked about motors, I thought this guy's motor was really good. You know, I had kind of had to kind of had to push him a little bit to get an offensive rebound. And once he started doing that, once he started hitting the boards, I mean, th- there was no stopping him when he was, you know, when he wanted to score a bucket, he was going to go to the rim. Um, I thought he set screens well, rolled to the basket really well. But, you know, once he finally got into that, 
you know, mindset of like, I need to rebound the ball for us to win. Um, he, he did a great job at that. And it just seems like he wanted to score every time. And then his other teammates, uh, a couple guards, first Blaine Ward, also from South Ripley, also mm-hmm. 2025, his teammate. Um, incredible I coached, shooter. I coached his uncle. So that's all. Yeah. He, uh, old, no, that's Blaine how old was, I am. <laughs> oh, you're not that old. <laughs> he's, he's still look good. Um, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so Blaine, Blaine, I thought was awesome. Um, uh, he was fun to coach. I mean, he was real aggressive, you know, was his size, you know, smaller size wasn't really an issue with him. Um, and then he made some incredibly big shots at the end of our first game. Um, he was kind of our go-to scorer at the end there. So he's got incredible range. And then another one, the 2027 eighth grader, Drew Bowles. Um, mm-hmm. I thought he, you know, he was playing against older guys that are at least a couple years older than him. Um, and he was not afraid, you know, he's, he's really small right now, but he's scrappy. Um, and then he just took it to him and I thought his defense was great. Um, second game got a little bit better. Um, and the transition got a little bit wider. You know, he wasn't trying to take his guy to the basket all the time and get blocked. Um, but no, I just, I really like those three and I, I could honestly just talk about all, all my guys on that team, but, uh, right. um, those three really stood out to me. Yeah, I was, I was impressed with the younger Bulls, um, uh, got downhill pretty well against older competition and, and, you know, didn't score from what I could tell, didn't score a ton, but certainly set the table for a lot he of did, those guys. Yes. Yeah. And, and the ward kid, I thought shot well for you down the stretch and in, in your second game, but that group. Uh, Coach Coach Beach will like that you're uh, saying nice things about those guys because he was he was actually texting me this morning wanting to know how they did and I was like I don't know <laughs> no they I were watched, fun. I watched a little bit but I didn't see much I didn't see a ton they're a competitive group I'll say that I mean every time I call a timeout or we had a halftime or any dead ball situation I mean those guys were on themselves you know and they were coaching up themselves I didn't have to do a whole lot of that um, they all played great together and just really competitive. Two kids from Anderson, one Anderson High School, the other one from Liberty Christian. Jaquan Ingram playing with Coach, uh, well, Coach Anderson is the one who enrolled the team. I got to get back and see who his the head coach's name is. But but um, Jaquan, just super athletic, super athletic player who I've been, his skill set has progressed and and so is his decision making and his and his playing. You know he plays harder for longer periods of time, and he looked great yesterday. He was all over the place and defensively he was taking, he was picking up in the backcourt. He was um, he was creating turnovers, turning you know turning defense into offense, and he just was just kind of all over the place. And I, I liked watching him play. He was aggressive on the offensive glass. You know, he's six three. He's a wing, you know, but he's rebounds his position well. And those are the things he does at Anderson. And I think the the consistency of playing harder, um, a lot of times that's just a, an awareness issue. You know, it's not a willingness issue. Uh, it, it's awareness. But I just kind of really thought he was all over the place yesterday and in, in a good way, like physically just was disruptive to the uh, to the opponent. Ethan Troutman, who I believe is a junior at Liberty Christian, we played him. They were on two separate teams. They were not on the same team. There's two teams, two groups out of Anderson. Ethan shot the heck out of it against us. And, you know, they – I mean, we ended up winning that game by a pretty decent margin. Uh, and, and there's, you know, there's some slippage on defense. We had a couple kids that, that finally started to take it seriously, like taking him seriously. 
and you know, but he'd already racked up some points and and I got a couple baskets late too that, that didn't, you know, that were sort of, you know, as they like to say on the NBA podcast, low low calorie. <laughs> low low calorie. That's great, yeah. That's a great phrase. I love yeah. that. Um but nonetheless, he shot the heck out of it. His mechanics are great. I he shot with range. He shot a couple from the volleyball line. Uh that you know, you, you always think, yeah, you don't want your kid doing that until until you coach a kid like that that can hit those shots. Um I mean, you'd never hear me tell Moles or Dylan Moles or Landon Beagle not to shoot <laughs> from that spot. That's for damn sure. So uh he he was good against us and I I was impressed. He had a couple times he came off screens. I was impressed they were hunting for him too. They were like trying to find a screen. Um trying to get him open with screening. So that was good. But but yeah, he was really I didn't know much about him. And he, he had a heck of a day against us. So I'm glad we won the game and we went two and oh. So I'm pleased with that. But but uh, he was he was pretty impressive. Yeah, so I guess um, two guys, they played against each other. Um, it, was, it was the game between, uh, I think it was the Kyle Guy League guys and the uh, um, Grand Park Premier team. I think that was both of them. Which age group? It was the one with Isaac Andrews and Lomax. Okay, so, tw- so 2024 class. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So guy that stood out to me, we talked about him kind of in depth a little bit um, a few episodes ago, but Sheldon Gatlin. Uh, the cathedral mm-hmm. transfer. Um, you know, he, he, his athletic ability has never been a question right there. Um, you know, I think you and I have kind of debated on where we, we think he fits out of the spot, but I thought the thing that stood out to me the most is that he was knocking down threes left and right. Mm-hmm. You know, I think right before you walked over at one point when I was watching, he had like two threes back to back. One was in transition pull up and then the other one was off the catch at the corner. But for me, if he can, if he can bring that consistency from the three point line, I, I think he could be a pretty, a pretty big threat at all three scoring levels there. Um, and then another guy that uh, that he played against, Nathan Nelson from uh, Wafani, twenty twenty three. Um, I believe I believe we would consider him a small forward, but a little bit relatively unknown to me going in. Where, but where did you say it was w- from? Wapahani. Oh, Wapahani. Okay, I thought yeah. <laughs> I thought you said Wapani. <laughs> Wapahani. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Wapahani. So uh, anyway. Uh, anyway, his motor, we, t- we talked about guys that had motors. I mean, I thought his was the best motor out of everybody that I saw. Um, real physical style. Um, once When he was driving down the lane, I mean, he was going to make a play at the rim. Um, maybe needed to work on scoring it a little bit, finishing once he would do those drives. But, I mean, overall, his motor and his uh, the kind of the electric style that he played with really stood out to me. Was he the kid they were worried about fouling out? Might have been. I might have missed that. He was the one with the long blonde hair. Oh no! Okay, then no. What? Who was a? No. I didn't know there was a kid that was worried about. Fouling. I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, there was some question about fouling out because, you know, again, the I think the first two weeks we're going to be up. You know, we're going to have some fall break issues, and and you know, a couple of those rosters had six guys, I and mean, we only had six. Uh, we'll have eight there this week, I think. I don't think anybody's missing next week, um, but you know, we we've got rules in place to where you can't foul out below four below five guys, so it. It's kind of the the NBA summer league model where if you if you do quote foul out, you can't go below five. So if somebody like say your sixth man fouls out or one of your six fouls out, then he's out. But then the next mm-hmm. ones don't don't have to sit; they can play. But every time they foul after that, the other team gets a point. Okay, 
a point plus whatever the foul is. So if he gets fouls him in the act of shooting, you know, they still get the basket and he he gets the free throw. It might end up being a four point play. Okay. So I was a little worried about that on my end because there was a team that only had five at the, uh, at our last thing. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, I need to put those rules in writing. I, I know we've got game rules at every court, but that's, that's one rule that we came up with last year. Actually, that was one rule we came up during the 2020, the COVID year. Uh, so it was because um, we had kids. We were like, you know, it was like any other league. We had kids that were missing for regular reasons like fall break or or whatever. Then we had kids were missing because they had COVID, you know, or, or were contact traced. So they didn't come. Uh, that year, we there were a couple of divisions, a couple of those pools. We had 10 kids on teams because we, we knew we would be having some kids rotate in and out due to COVID issues. So, uh, I, I, two guys that I really loved their motor. One of them we've talked about a couple of times on here. First one is Josiah Ball from McConaughey and six, five sophomore, just, I mean, just a kid that every time I see him play, like we, I think we talked about him too. Whenever it was, we went down the list of, of breakout sophomores. Mm-hmm. Just, he plays super hard. He's, He's active with the ball. With the ball, he's not. Nothing there with him is is um, lacks urgency. He's always attacking. He's got great handle for a kid his size. I, I'd like to see him shoot more from the outside to figure out if he what he can and can't do from that from range. Uh, you know, he's going to have a bigger role for McConaughey this year. We've already talked about that a couple podcasts ago. Uh, so he is, but God, I love watching him play pretty con- pretty much every time. I, I come away impressed. Uh, Michael Wellman from Portage. This is going to go down the issue of timing because I didn't get a great time, get a great chance to watch that team play. I think I saw like a six-minute stretch, and I know, you know, I already know a couple of, you know, I know a couple of kids in that team. They were that that group was specifically put together as it as it was. It was nothing very random about any of it. Uh, they were all targeted sophomores that I wanted to play together. And and again, Michael, 6'5 from Portage. He started last year as a freshman for them. Just, again, super active. Uh, gets it on defense. He understands He understands the importance of it. He rebounds his position well. Uh, can shoot. He has good range. I know a little bit more about his range than I do about um, – that I do about balls range. Uh, but then is his brother who I'll get to later in the, in the podcast. Um, you know, he's, they're not, they're twins, but they're not, they're fraternal twins. They're not, I mean, Sam, Michael's six, five and Sam six, two. So definitely not identical. Oh, wow. But, but just the time, and I'll get to the timing part of it again later, but just watching him play, just constantly involved, constantly involved in something, him and Josiah ball ball, both, are like that. And that's, you know, that's obviously going to be a good quality. And, and as he shows consistency from the three point line, which I, I think he's pretty damn close. You know, he's going to be a kid that, that, you know, I mean, Portage should still be pretty good this year, even though they lost slaughter to cathedral. I guess um, another guy from me, I'll go with the Vince. I hope I'm saying his last name correctly. Ramondo. He's a 2025 uh, Southmont, um, 5'11". Uh, but he, uh, a little t- he's an unknown player, but, I mean, he played his heart out for me. 
Um, I was coaching. He was part of the last team that I coached. I mean, a little undersized. I kind of had him um, guarding a lot of their bigs at times, but uh, he he played with a great motor, um, you know, did whatever was asked for him. And then he got really hot in the second game um, that we did. We had to do a forfeit with that due to them not having enough players. But uh, um, he, he was he got hot from behind the arc um needs to work on probably finishing better um on his drives but uh as far as defense i thought his defense was pretty solid for the most part um just never took any plays off and it, it's good to have a kid like that um on there and i, I mean if, if he can just continue to have consistency with his scoring I, I think he could be a guy that could really take off in the 25 class you say it's south month yes raymondo r-e-i-m-o-n-d-o i think is what his name is yeah. Let me look that up here real quick. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I go the right direction. Yeah. R-E-I-M-O-N-D-O, South 5'11", sophomore. Yes. Um, two more guys for me before I talk about my group. Um, both I thought were excellent shooters. Makai McGee from Taylor, 6'3", senior. Pretty fluid. Uh, pretty fluid with the ball and, and did and came off screens and hit shots. I was pretty impressed with him and Brady Kloffenstein from Terre Haute North. Who's a freshman, you know, coach Wolfley's got three kids, including his son that, you know, will at some point be pivotal on the varsity for them. I would be interested to see if Brady, if he gets any varsity minutes this year, kid can really shoot it. No question. And he's long, he's six, four, and he's got good length. I mean, he's, you know, I don't know, I don't know a ton yet about his, the nuances of his game, but, but, you know, just a short exposure to it. We've had him over for a workout, just a short exposure to it. He is, um, he's, you know, he's definitely, definitely going to be somebody to keep an eye on uh, at, the, at the high school level and uh, looking forward to getting uh, Cooper Bach from Sullivan back for that, for that group too, because uh, he, he was on fall break and they missed him a lot. But I thought those two guys were excellent shooters. And then I'll close out my list on two guys that played for me. One has been with me in AAU for three years. The other one is playing with us in the fall league. Keon Miller, Keon Miller, excuse me, point guard with Southport, had joined us for the fall league and really loved his his vision in, in, in all capacity, full court, half court. Shot the ball well. Took took challenges defensively. Uh, there's some things that we're trying to do on offense that I think we could get a little bit better at. Uh, we're not not we're we're not really running the whole system there, but there's a couple things we try to do to get to to get some clean looks and definitely to get a guy like him downhill. I thought his chemistry with Dylan Moles was was outstanding. They kept finding each other, uh, not just for outside shots, but cutting to the basket. There was a lot of good passing between those two guys and, and um, you know, and Jermaine Coleman's playing with us too. And he was, he was excellent, but really, really impressed with Keon's vision and, and just his toughness. And then Jesse Ferris, who's been with me for three years. I don't know. Did you watch our second game? <laughs> yeah. When he went off? No, I didn't. I didn't see him go off on the second game. No. <laughs> he had six threes in a row. <laughs> uh the first couple yeah, were kickouts. The first couple were kickouts. The there was a three there was a three shot stretch. I mean, these were like six threes in a row and like eight possessions. 
uh, there was a there was awesome. a, a three possession stretch where Preston Roberts was sealing him, was pinning him in, or well, pinning his. The team we play was zoning. I mean, if there was, a, I need to, I need to outlaw zones. Uh, unfortunately, that puts the burden on the officials to call something like illegal defense or whatever. I don't know. Maybe I'll consult my officials to see if they can deal with this. But, but sitting in a matchup, you know, sitting in a two-three or a three-two zone, trying it's just. What are we doing? I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to be too critical. I mean, I would feel that way if it was a high school team, I guess, too. But, but I, it just just got to be a way. I know you're trying to steal a win in a fall league, and I and I get that. And, but and come on, let's play some man to man. Let's get after it. But, I mean, we torched it because we had guys who could shoot, as you as you alluded to. And although that was the game, Preston didn't shoot well. But Jesse, six threes and eight possessions. Three of them, Preston, were pinning, you know, pinning in that side of the zone so he could we could skip it over to him, and just unbelievably on fire. I, I've got a lot of faith in Jesse being able to stretch the floor with his outside shot. I think it's eventually going to be a skill for him that in college you you see, you know, even regardless of what level he ends up at, he's definitely going to have some. He already has some Division three opportunities, and you know, I, I know that him being close to home is is kind of important. So I think. You know, if anybody bigger comes along that's too far away, he's probably still going to be a little bit closer to home. But, but he, his shot mechanics are just—they're really nice. They're really fun to watch. Now he's beautiful. Can they're compact? There's not a lot of wasted movement in it, and he was on fire. And then the, that third one he hit, where Preston was sealing him in, Preston was—he was celebrating more than Jesse was. He was already hopping down the floor. And, Kind of act a little clownish. I had to maybe calm him down a little bit, but you know, Preston's a good teammate. He gets excited for his teammates when they're successful. And, you know, he was getting Jesse open and the dudes were finding him. I loved it. I, it was, it was funny watching them hunt him for that eight possession stretch. And then finally he missed, he had a, he had a catch and transition. He went, took one dribble into a pull up three. And I was like, ah, what the hell? Let it go. And it kind of rimmed in and out. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and even our, even our official was enjoying it and uh it was i don't know it was a fun moment uh just to see him because i know sometimes uh you know he's you know he's he's a kid that i think his offense is going to be probably better in college than it is in high school and at least he's going to have an opportunity to do that and he's such a good shooter for a four man so i was i was pretty pleased with how that went down any other names well, like, for you before I – or anything else you got on that or anything Yeah, else? no, going with Jesse, you know, when I saw him play in the first game, I, I didn't see that second game. But uh, I feel like he's kind of the forgotten man on this Ben Davis team a little bit. Because um, when I looked at him and I was like, man, just started really counting all the players that I could think of on that Ben Davis team. I'm like, that is such a deep team right there. And I, I'm hoping that this year he has a big, he has a big year for them. I, I think they view him as Zane's backup. Okay, and I, and I do think they'll play him more with Zane this year than what they were willing to do last year. Um, there are some things in Jesse's game, and we've talked about this face to face, that don't always translate in school ball. Like for example, you know, in a fall league or even in the summer, there's there's enough space for him to get a rebound and and go. You know, he can rip and run. In, in high school, that's a little bit you know at, at a more organized level, it's a little bit dicey. You know, and, and sometimes like even his first catch in our first game, he was trying to split two defenders 
you know, the other team had scored, so they were set defensively, and he was he was got the ball, he brought the ball up and was or he didn't bring the ball up, but we we got the ball to him early in the possession. We didn't make the defense move yet, and he was trying to split two defenders. Now the adjustment, this is where the coaching stuff comes into play. You know, with the with this fall league coaches, well, the, especially the guys that we bring in to coach the, the teams that are formed from individuals, it's really we're just coaching situations. We're not there's not a whole lot of coaching that's going on in this stuff, but but we are coaching situations, and you just tell Jesse, look, man, don't try to split those two guys. Make sure you've got a clear path to at least the paint, you know, and then and then have a plan once you get there. But and and he did. He was he was fine after that. You know, he wasn't wasn't trying to force things. And but there's times in the high school game where you know teams are organized in transition. You know, fall league, there's no you know, there's no organization in transition. It's you're getting back, you're hopefully protecting the paint, hopefully you're protecting the basket. Um, you know, at the high school level, you've got you know, you've got guys that are tap back guys, you've got guys that are fullback guys, you've got guys that are halfback guys, you know, you there's different there's different levels of organization that makes it tough for someone who isn't completely adept at, at handling the ball in traffic to get, to get real sloppy in that situation. And I think that's, there's, a, there's not everything that trans that, that works in the summer translates to school season. And there's a, there's a lot of kids that go through that. Um, and just like, there's a lot of things that will, that works well at the high school level that won't work well in college. You know, that's another adjustment that all these guys are going to have to make, but you know, I do think that they have viewed him as Zane's backup for a period of time. And Sean Arnold is big enough and strong enough at six foot five to guard the other players, you know, big players on their schedule. You know, so there's there's a um there is some room there that they'll you know they'll have a good three big rotation this year. Um they won't have as many bodies up front as they've had in the past. But, you know, those three guys will get, I would say, I would guess 80% of the big man minutes. And so I think he'll certainly get some more clock this year. But but um, in large part, they've just basically, I think they have viewed him more as just Zane's backup as opposed to, as opposed to a four. But again, there's some pitfalls there that that's, I kind of get it. <laughs> I mean, I definitely get it because I just explained it. You know, he keeps within himself. Um, where he can be a stretch big, uh, that that they're willing to do. They they definitely have encouraged him to be a presence from the three point line. So he, but he does get a little bit overlooked sometimes, and and you know, hopefully that between that and rebounding, uh, he'll be on the floor a lot more this year for Ben Davis. Yeah, I mean that that's a that's a good way to look at that. Um, I know I saw Ben Davis played quite a bit last year and then every time that Jesse was never never saw Jesse on the floor and I was always wondering why but I, I think what you just said kind of clears that up for me on my end yeah all right since I have the score sheets and you don't I'm going to name all four guys each week who appear to have big you know appear to have good games I guess the only reason I go by that that means they're scoring uh that they're, that means they're scoring well but I'm going to name a, a senior, a junior, a sophomore, and a freshman each week that kind of stand out on the score sheet, which, you know, that may not always be the best indicator. And there's a lot of guys that are, you know, I'm, we'll get a message saying, well, my son scored this, my son scored that. I, I, I understand that. 
uh, again, but we're just, you know, we could name every kid if we, if we wanted the podcast for an hour and a half, just doing that. But, <laughs> but the senior would be Cam Freeman from Burbuff. Uh, Bryson Seymour from Fishers is the junior. The sophomore, Sam Wellman from Portage. And then the freshman is Deron Harris from Lawrence Central. And again, the Wellman thing, if I, I've touched on that a couple times now, is interesting because when I watched them play, it was all Michael. And then as I looked through their box scores, as I looked through their score sheets, <laughs> Sam did the bulk of the scoring. <laughs> uh, at least of the three Portage kids, uh, you know, Garrett Clark is definitely the table setter there for that trio. And I'm, you know, those, it's cool. That those guys came down. I'd like to have a region team every year. You know, that would, that would be nice. But, but these three guys came down and we teamed them up with Fabrica from crown point. So we keep those four region guys together, but those four dudes there that I just named were, were guys that had good day, really good days. And they just didn't get much of a chance to see them play. But it's I, I think that's a good way for us to get some a little bit extra call outs. Um, you know, make you know, get some more names on the uh on the totem pole there. So anything else, man? Man, I, I I'll tell you what, I, I hope the next Sunday I hope I have a you know, a better chance to see a lot more players. I felt like my list was a little short this time, but you know, as the weeks go on, luckily we got three three more weeks of this. So hopefully I'll have a lot more players on my end that I can talk about. We're going to bank on that. We're going to definitely bank on being able to watch more. Um, I, I, I probably won't have to be called up to the front, <laughs> to the gate as, <laughs> but as much going forward. And again, some of that's my fault for just, you know, there's got to be better ways to do things. You know, most of the times I got called up there because the officials didn't know where they were supposed to, which court they're supposed to be on, you know, or, or, you know, some of them I didn't have the coaches' names. I just knew the guy that signed up the team. So, you know, we'll get we'll get a lot of that ironed out, and we'll both be able to watch more basketball next week. And that's definitely always part of the plan. Oh, and hopefully have a lot more kids back. You know, it'll be exciting to see Logan Ons and uh, Nick Richard, and then yeah. eventually down the road, Jalen Harrelson playing. So yeah, we got some I, big names still coming. I think yeah, I think Jalen's in the league. I he is. Um, Probably going to be on one of those Anderson rosters, as I understand it. Um, Imes and company will be back next week. They didn't. They they actually didn't play at all this week because of too many fall breaks. So I'm going to figure out how to work that into bracketing. Um, yeah, I mean, if they go four and zero, they should, the rest of the way they should probably should figure it. They should probably should be in that top bracket. But um, I don't uh, I don't know how we're going to do that yet. Well, and then they may not going to go four and zero. So we'll, we'll we'll see, but we had two teams this week not play. I'm gonna. I was thankful they gave us a heads up because that lets me uh, figure the schedule out a little bit cleaner. Box Out Sports is the leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. And again, if you're an administrator or like an athletics director, or you're you know somebody who runs a club, you know. Box Out Sports is a great way to integrate uh, graphics, and, and they even have some video tools now to uh, integrate into your um, into your social media presentations. And again, thank you for listening to Courtside Indiana podcast. If you listen every week, we certainly do appreciate it. If not, please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app and get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate a rating and review, and you can reach us directly at our Courtside Indiana Twitter and Instagram at Courtside IND. That's Courtside IND. 
All right, Kyler, what do you got coming up this week? I feel I feel like it's going to end up being a pretty busy week. We've got uh, I got Big Ten Media Day tomorrow. Yeah. I won't be there, but we've got somebody. We've got Keegan Nickerson from uh, thehoosier.com will be there. So I'm sure we're going to have a lot of stories up, you know, from that. Of course, what Mike Woodson and I believe Trace and Brace are going to be the two players that are going to be there. So yeah. we'll have a lot of content up on there. So. Is that in Chicago or do they have that? It is, so it's weird this year. So it's the media days in Minnesota, but Big Ten tournaments in Chicago. You know hmm. how those normally kind of, you know, go hand in hand. But for some reason this year, they split it up. The Big Ten tournaments in Minnesota, huh? I didn't know that. Big Ten or, tournaments in Chicago. Oh, the media Chicago. Days the media days in, in Minnesota. Or Minneapolis. But, yeah, yeah big, not, not next year, but the year after next. In two years, it'll actually be in Minnesota. So... Hmm. Very weird right now with their scheduling. They should just keep it at Bank. Well, was Gamebridge Fieldhouse now? They should just keep well, it yes, there. please. It's perfect there. Perfect yeah. there. Anything's perfect there. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. They can find your work at thehoosier.com, correct? Yes, they can. And then I've like I've I've got a notebook up on the prep hoops from uh, week one. So um probably have a lot more evals and stuff next week when i see a lot more players so good deal um, we'll, so we'll be we'll on the for that yeah we'll definitely have some written content coming up after week one we yeah either one of yesterday was a little it's one of those things you don't have to be you don't you just have to appear organized <laughs> you don't always have to be organized and um when we got through it i mean it's there, there gets to be a point where the day runs itself and these other three weeks will absolutely run themselves uh people will be acclimated and know what they're supposed to look for and um, but you know, it, it was, it was a good first week. It was good to see that there were a lot of competitive games. All right, Kyler. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll, as see always. You, we'll see you Sunday and we'll talk next week. Awesome. Sounds good.